Well, it doesn't matter because we're changing up the format. Surprise. Um, we're no longer going to talk about cool 80s movies. We're going to be like every other movie podcast or YouTube show. Okay, but... Uh, uh, let's go. Now it's time for the Spider-Man Far From whatever trailer breakdown. All the Easter eggs you missed. Um, 2019, what movies are you looking forward to? Um, and only list comic book movies, please. Because I don't know about any of them. <laughs> um, I was actually going to say I don't really know what any movies are coming out in 2019 besides Avengers. Like, again, I, I don't... Like, I, I watch movies, but I don't, I'm like a big, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time uh, diving into what movies are going to come out and like spending, or, or worrying about. I guess I don't uh, either. The There's just side of the bullshit. Like, I really don't online. care. And like, I don't want to break down a trailer for any movie ever. Uh, I try not to watch any trailers, period. Um, unless they're like a commercial that comes on and I have just haven't watched TV, but I do not go out of my way to watch trailers. Um... I will for certain production studios I like or directors I know I like just because I follow their careers and stuff because I know. Just want to see that movie, baby. Uh, I, I think. Guess. Um, I mean, I would have never gone my way to see Mandy if I didn't like catch the trailer randomly, and mm-hmm. Mandy was one of the best movies I saw in 2018. I guess I'll just get word of mouth from like people I know, but like, usually if it's a movie I don't. Yeah, I'll but you know, um, I don't know too many people actually have good taste because most people that I are breaking down Far From Home trailer. Yeah. Been an hour, like, do people really do an hour like an hour podcast breaking down the Far From Home trailer? All right. Well, so what inspired me to make that joke is. Uh, Funhouse, I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with Funhouse, they're actually like a video game YouTube channel, and like them, I think they're actually pretty funny when they just do random funny shit with video games, but they have a movie podcast show, and it's the most annoying shit to watch, because uh, basically it'll be like, oh I haven't seen that movie, oh I haven't seen that movie, Jake Gyllenhaal's a good actor, here's some good movies, oh I haven't seen any of those movies, let's talk about... Uh, fucking Spider-Man, or oh, I don't, I haven't heard of that new Taika Waititi movie coming out. Why don't we talk about uh, Shazam? Is anyone excited for Shazam? <laughs> it's like uh, Red Letter Media has their parody show where they do the Nerd Crew. It's like Red Letter Media's nerd, nerd, nerd Crew. That's right? like every fucking YouTube show about movies or yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Or it is fucking. Let me just jack off on top of some basic ass pop culture nonsense. It pisses me off so much. I don't know why. It's just like. Who the fuck cares, man? Who cares? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? But I guess our show is just pop culture and nostalgia bullshit, too, but I'm not super serious about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't... I guess if that's your thing, well, you know, whatever, but I don't, I don't enjoy it. I just... Why is everyone, like, fucking... I get it. Probably the Funhouse guys just trying to get clicks on YouTube because it's, like... Such as... Oh, is that what we need to do to increase this podcast? I guess. I don't, you just got to do like basic shit that more people can understand. But, um... It's, man, I don't want to see the same shit from every single outlet that exists. Just a little I, do. I want you to force me to do the same bland uh, cookie-cutter bullshit uh-huh. about uh, Aquaman the movie and uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Let's so. talk about the 20 Disney movies that are coming out in 2019. I mean... Uh, they're, they're all Disney movies. Disney is like <laughs> 60% of the industry, right? Yeah. That's another thing, too. Is uh, I, I was thinking, talking about this in court. I'm like, I don't, how does Disney pace out their releases as to not cannibalize uh, I each think other? This is like my big problem with it, actually, now that we're talking about Disney. This is what really, I think, what makes me aggrieved about it mostly is um, it is like people just willingly shilling for a major corporation. Yo, I hate that. Because, well, 
I mean, like, like, that's part of like when we talk when we when we talk on Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and you're like, oh, Joey's a real person, and the whole thing is like, it's still like a Wallace Corporation built this fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, I understand that uh, from the from a critical perspective outside the world of the film, but yeah. I think that, like I said, I think that's specifically in the film to draw parallels between Russians and humans yeah. and what does it mean to be human. But, uh, yeah, no, there's these people out here showing for Disney and Marvel and shit all the time. It's, like, cool if you like those movies, but, like, fucking, you're creating propaganda for this corporation, essentially, all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, and no one talks about too. anything different. Yeah, here's the thing, too. I mean, it's okay. I, I, I like those movies, the Marvel movies, too, and I'll talk about how I like them. But, like, I don't, the business side of it, I don't give two shits about it. Like, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of movies or stories mm-hmm. Why do I care um, about you know how well Disney's doing, or if this Marvel movie makes 110 million dollars, or if it does better than, than Aquaman, or yeah, or, yeah who cares? It's like this weird fanboy like competition shit. I've yeah. never gotten. I also don't care. I don't care about how much money they make. I do care that Disney controls so much of the market, and that means we're just gonna get completely bland, lowest common common denominator bullshit. For is that? I mean, is that ever. fair? Because like the Disney made you know Pulp Fiction and technically they did through you know multiple levels of yeah, and that's still that's still true, right? They still have corporation house. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Disney does own tons of companies, <laughs> a corporation that has well, hands and everything. Yeah, I guess here again, I don't. We're talking about two different things as, as a like an economic or um, situation where like, I don't believe in. Monopolies are huge trusts, and mm. I think you know we should bust up some trusts, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt style. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know that that, that has any. I don't know that you can say that's going to affect the artistic production of some of the smaller companies. Maybe. Well, it won't. I just um, eventually, it's already getting to the point. I feel like based on well, I mean, the other thing too is like how the people I know film industry is a lot different than it was even ten years ago. Like movie theaters are not. Uh, making much money. Yeah, they're making much money. They're not necessarily well, I guess actually the core 20, audience. Like 20, Netflix is releasing movies. Yeah, twenty eighteen was a good year for movie ticket sales, apparently. Right. And for the box office. Um, who knows why? We're not even talking about that. We're never gonna get to that next. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, I don't know. The big thing is, uh, yes, yeah, so, a stupid joke about. Twitter. Okay, of course, people are always. There's always gonna be other people making movies or whatever. But I do feel like it's getting to the point where no one's seeing. Most movies, you know what I mean. I I, I agree. And I mean, definitely, the most people aren't be... seeing most movies in the theaters. That's for sure. Well, eventually, there's not going to be any studios that are willing to spend any money on anything but Disney films, and it's all going to be TV shows. Because right now, there's people like Martin Scorsese that have to get independent financing to make a movie, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, because it's Martin Scorsese. Yeah, so that's, I don't know, whatever, we'll see what happens. Everything's going to shit anyway. It's kind I don't of know, I, I actually those. think that, I think that, yeah, well, if we're talking about that part of it, I think what will end up happening is you'll see more movies on streaming services and it might change the way, I'm hoping it changes the way, um, like, stories are told. We'll get more, like, short stories or, or miniseries or you'll get, like, epics again that are, like, four hours long. Because you don't have to worry about audiences leaving halfway through. Yeah. 
Well, I guess we'll see, but I'm, I mean, probably not. No. <laughs> yeah, I really doubt that. We're, we're, I, I'm going to be optimistic about this one thing, because yeah. the rest of the future looks real grim. Yeah, no, we already live in, like, the boring cyberpunk future. Yeah, we're living in that Everybody, boring version of Blade Runner right now. Boring dystopia, everything's already corporately owned, it's just really fucking boring. Anyways, speaking of uh, boring dystopia... <laughs> <laughs> I think you can say that Mad Max is, is boring dystopia after he leaves Barter Town. <laughs> so we watched Mad Max 3, or as it's known in the United States, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Because in Australia, it's Mad Max, Mad Max 2, Mad Max 3. In America, it's Mad Max, The Road Warrior, and then Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Correct. And then Mad Max Fury Road. Which is not... Is it Mad Max 4 in uh, Australia? No, they didn't actually call it Fury Road. Because they're like, fuck um, this shit, we's international now, boys. Yeah, before we get too much to the movie, the soundtrack for this movie is fucking terrible. I hate it. Tina Turner, uh, the song is okay, though, it's fine. It's Tina mm-hmm. Turner. It's all right, yeah. But the actual, like... With all the weird sax shit? Yeah, it's, the, the, everything the is... The worst is uh, towards the, la- the end of the movie, the last act, when it turns into, like, the kids' adventure film. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Uh, yeah, so this is Mad Max 3, 1985. Uh, it's the only Mad Max in PG-13, so that kind of tells you what... You're in for in this particular installment. I used to like it when I was a kid. Um, I always liked Road Warrior more. Road Warrior is probably one of my top ten movies of all time until Fury Road came out because I think Fury Road is George Miller's more perfect film that he wanted. To I mean, first of all, Fury Road is just a remake of Road Warrior. Yeah, it's, it's just, his, you know, his extra shot. It's like he, he got, just jumped right into the car chase. Yeah, no, it's, he finally got to make the Mad Max movie he always <laughs> wanted to with Fury Road, and I was like, cool, thanks, George Miller. That's what I wanted to. But, uh, you know, Thunderdome, I thought it was alright when I was a kid. Uh, did not think it was alright when I watched it this time. The first time I watched it probably in five to ten years, maybe. I still enjoyed it for what it is. Um, but, you know, it's not. It's definitely not a good movie. There's reasons for that. Uh, firstly, of course, this is the first time it's financed by any U.S. studios, any U.S. finances. So that means you got to put Tina Turner in it. It's going to be PG-13. Um, uh it's probably going to be, you know, a little bit bland. Uh, you are going to have to have more dialogue, George Miller. <laughs> and because of that, George Miller decided he was going to split direction with another man, and George Miller would only direct the action. The other guy would do all the other bullshit. Yeah, the shows. Additionally, this script was not written originally by George Miller and Tracy Hayes as the Bad Max sequel. It was a script that already existed about it. Lost group of kids that get discovered out in the wasteland and they're like well what if Mad Max did it and they're like okay let's rewrite the script there you go that's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome that's fucking dumb um, I mean that's that's my whole thing too is um, it's a it's an okay it's a really it's a I'm like talking about myself it's an okay movie pretty good movie I'd say up until he leaves Bartertown mm-hmm. and then it really falls off a cliff well it's a Mad Max movie until he leaves Bartertown yeah, and yeah. That, it is not uh, another big thing, this also might be why he split directing duties, because his, his heart wasn't in it. Um, his, one of his friends, people, the guy he worked with, his entire career, longtime friend Byron Kennedy was out doing location scouting and died. Oh, shit. And he was pretty bummed out about that, as you would be, and he was probably just like, man, fuck Mad Max 3. <laughs> you can be satisfied that this one does not have any feminist propaganda in it. <laughs> Remember when everyone on, like, the internet... There's feminist propaganda in Fury Road? <laughs> Dude, you don't remember people on the internet getting upset that Dude, I, I this I, isn't Mad Max, this is all this SJW feminist bullshit. I don't know if they had SJW as a I don't even say yet, but, uh, but uh, they're getting there. I, I mean, like, again, I don't read a lot about other people's opinions about other movies. Uh, I didn't even see Fury Road until, like, probably a year and a half after it came out. 
Oh, you made a mistake. That was a good... I don't know. Did I make a mistake? I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. You didn't get to see it in the theaters. So? It was fucking... If you go to a good theater and saw the giant ass screen, it's loud as fuck. You're like, hell yeah, I'm in Fury Road. It's me and Mad Max and Furiosa. I didn't see any of that shit. Oh, no. That doesn't surprise me at all. Well, do you know the film had strong female characters? Furiosa was more of the star than Mad Max was. So they're like, well, this is just fucking feminist propaganda. I didn't come to Mad Max to see Mad Max barely talk and help other people. That's Mad Max. That's every goddamn Mad Max movie, you fucking idiot. I don't think he says two lines in the first Mad Max movie. He's real sad in the first one. Yeah. Because his wife and his son get killed by Toe Cutter. They really should not have cast Bruce Spence as the uh, as Jedediah in this movie because I cannot get the gyro ca- captain out of my head. Well, that's the thing. Um, just like Fury Road being... The ultimate, like, final culmination of everything George Miller wanted to do in a Mad Max film. There's themes that are in all the other Mad Max films that just get repurposed in other ones. Like even um, Gecko, the skull-faced kid in The Lost Fibers. He's what the war boys look like in Fury Road. You know, there's just things that get carried over. And fucking Toe Cutter is a Morton Joe in Fury Road. I mean, it's the same actor, but, you know, it's the same character. And, I mean, there might be something going on in Thunderdome when we get to it that has a little bit to do with the first film as well. <laughs> but yeah, um, fucking here we go, Tina Turner's jam that she wrote for the movie. Apparently number one in Australia, number two in the United States, number three in the UK. Man, Tina! She's taking over the Commonwealth. <laughs> oh, I forgot, the United States isn't taking the Commonwealth, right? No. We're, we're, we're the illegitimate... Dollar of the mother <laughs> country. I believe uh, I'll, this is my one of my favorite stories uh, from the Olympics is uh, the first time uh, it's hosted in England uh, and America, you know, goes they did the Olympic walk and you're supposed to dip the flag and then uh, some dude walks up to the guy that's holding the American flag and goes, "You're not dipping the flag for the uh, Queen of England. That uh, flag dips for no earthly man." And they didn't dip the flag. <laughs> And that's what I think of about England. Fuck them. <laughs> Pretty disrespectful, but yeah, they're right. <laughs> fuck. Sucks. <laughs> fuck you, England. Hey, fuck you, all kings. Fuck you. Fuck you. Australia, Canada, you guys are bros. England, get out of here. New Zealand, too. Yeah, New Zealand, of course. You can come, too. Um, yeah, so her song, I guess, like, it's a pretty good 80s song. And I think, um, I think Thunderdome, like, took the world by storm. When it came out, like it made quite a bit of money, which I'm surprised to see. So that's probably why people are like, yeah, this is the fuck. I mean, I have like a lot of members of Thunderdome as a kid. Like it, it was uh, on TNT or TBS. <laughs> we watched like, it. We used to rent that video a lot too. Yeah, we did. Um, well, we, our, went, we used to rent it. We trade it. We uh, rent Roadwire a lot too. Yeah, trade off. Um, I remember our cousin doing a lot of master brush with their impressions growing yeah. up. Yeah. Who run Bata's house? Master Blast, Master Blast. Um, I do like, uh, so this beginning, these, uh, beginning, like, um, aerial shots, I think they, it looks like they actually filmed them on the plane they used in the film, which I thought was cool, because you see how, like, all the turbulence and stuff. Speaking of turbulence, I like that joke later on. Some says it was a game called, called Turbulence. turbulence. <laughs> I do like the dialogue that the kids work with in the last try. Yeah. It's pretty good, like, de-evolution of... Australian slang, I guess. Yeah. I'm on Smoko! <laughs> so leave me alone, I'm on Smoko! It's not very Australian accent. <laughs> well, I mean, it's from a song, so you don't hear his accent as much. I, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of mimicking him. 
Um, yeah, Cobb, oh, yeah, fucking Jedediah, Bruce Spence, he's the, he's Jedediah, but he's also the giant copper captain, and he's got a little version of himself in this one, his son, who's, he's got, they have, like, um, like, four, sort of, like, 1920s, Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, like, champagne smart type <laughs> shit, like, John Jameson went to the Amazon <laughs> so he could feed the child to cannibals, <laughs> that's what he was wearing. Um, you ever notice that Bruce Spence looks like the most Australian man of all time? Yeah, he's very Australian. I've, so, I mean, I guess he doesn't, because Hugh Jackman, Ryan Hemsworth, Mel Gibson. I think you're, like, the, that's the cream of the Australian crop. You're, you're like, oh, like, every American looks like Brad Pitt and George Clooney. <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, and then, well, even when you see, like, Australians just on Australian TV, or you know, yeah, like, like normal dudes. Yeah, this Bruce Spence actually just looks like really English, but somehow just really Australian. And I feel like it's probably just because you're racist of seeing him as a child. You can see that's what Australian like, looks like. Like he's really that guy sounds really Australian. And he looks crazy. That's what Australian. Is, but <laughs> now that I'm older, I realize nah, he looks really English because a lot of Australians aren't English or Irish or Scottish criminals. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he, he's an interesting looking guy. He steals, uh, Mad Max's monkey. And his camels. And his camels and his other shit, too. But I was just like, oh, man, he got the monkey. But... Yeah, Mad Max has always got a pet. You know, what's cool is that uh, Jedi is not a dickhead. He left him his boots so he could, you know, try to survive. Which is pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's in <laughs> the wasteland. Like, okay, that's pretty awful. Of you. That's like in uh, The Road, you know, when they go back... Because they make that dude strip that was stealing the cart. Yeah. And he's obviously not um, malicious. And then the son makes his dad feel bad about it. And they go back to give him his shoes back, but they can't find him. And you're like, oh, that fool's going to die. So, you know, so it's a nice thing to do in the wasteland. Something to keep in mind once everything collapses in the next few years. If you run into someone who's not super terrible, you can leave them in their booth. <laughs> um, oh, there is good music right here when he first is getting to... Um, barter town it's just like industrial noise which mm -hmm. i always like i don't have, I don't have it in my notes so i didn't leave an impression on me but oh, there's, yeah. there's several times i'm like what the fuck's going on with this soundtrack what the fuck's with the soundtrack oh yeah no i'll have a bunch of notes like there's that fucking dumb music again oh the dude's song irradiated water and you're like fall out yeah I'm like, my notes here is like everybody's stealing Miller, miller's style this is fall copied Oh, I, mad max is or fall is straight mad max fallout is for sure just mad max beyond thunderdome yeah or even the Road Warrior. I mean, it's all... A I mean, little bit there's the a lot of aesthetic from, from yeah. Beyond Thunderdome, that's true. Well, yeah, I th also, I think uh, Beyond Thunderdome is the one that fleshes out the world the most. That's true. Because the other that's one... most exponential. The Mad Max 1 is just like... It could just be a regular Avengers movie, almost. You know, it's yeah, not super really post-apocalyptic. And then Road Warrior, or Mad Max 2, is it's post-apocalyptic, but it's mostly just car chases and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, there's, like, kind of one, like, small town, but in this one, it's like, oh, it's a whole world. Look, they even got neon lights, and how does it operate, and blah, blah, blah. They even go to Little Lamplight. What? Right? Isn't that the vault where all the kids live in Fallout yeah, 3? Yeah, I think it's Fallout 3. Yeah. He goes to Little Lamplight in this. They just live in that canyon. I think you mean in Fallout 3, you go to the Lost Tribe Canyon. Yeah, that too. Because this came out in 85. Yeah. I don't know, Fallout wasn't even a video game until like... Yeah. Well, you know what? The, here's the thing about Maybe video games that. is that no one could ever say video games were a completely inspired storytelling. 
Um, mostly it's just like, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could live in yeah. the Mad Max world? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we should think again about that. Which is fine, but that's not art, so I guess. I don't want to be those pedantic people about what's art and what's not. I just like to shit on video games because they are, like, kind of just really derivative all the time. <laughs> and also, I know everyone in our age group and younger on the internet and stuff fucking loves video games as, like, the height of entertainment. So, just to be contrarian, uh, video games aren't art. Red Dead Redemption wasn't fun to play, and its story is super derivative, and they take scenes directly out of other films. He says at least five times. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Uh, he's Braveheart ready, though. Did you notice that? He's got his Braveheart hair on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And he's got a pistol for the first time ever. Mad Max, he doesn't have a pistol. He's got a solid shotgun. He's got a lot of guns at one point. He's got Wes's crossbow from Road Warrior. So this is clearly a sequel to Road Warrior. Whereas Road Warrior, not clearly a sequel to Mad Max, but technically it is. I mean, and the same character. And Road Warriors. exists in well, the mythology of Mad Max. Do you want to talk about this right now? Yeah. All right, so in, in the Road Warrior... Uh, he gives the the wild kid uh, a little music box, right? Mm-hmm. And in Fury Road, Mad Max has that same music box. It's a uh, someone finds it in the semi, right? Or Mad Max's car. That it's been a long time since I've seen Fury Road. That's what I remember. What do I remember? Hmm. So either we have to assume this take that Mad Max Fury Road takes place before uh, Road Warrior, and so he has a music box, or the Mad Max in Fury Road is not the Max we know, it's the wild kid that's grown up and is emulating Mad Max. I guess that could be it, but I think more accurately, based on what George Miller said, is just that uh, Mad Max is kind of like a wasteland folk hero. Mad Max may not always be the same Mad Max, or it may be just different variations of different things that other people have done that have been attributed to Mad Max. So, yeah, Tom Hardy is Mad Max. He's not Mad Max. Like, this Mad Max in Thunderdome may not have been the guy that helped out. And Well, I guess the Road Warrior and Thunderdome are for sure connected, but that sort of thing. And then um, Fury Road also has, like, uh, a lot of, like, flashbacks to his family from Mad Max 1. And no flashbacks of being good with a boomerang or anything. <laughs> if they had a boomerang scene in there, I'd be like, oh, he's a boomerang kid. But no, they're like, no, nah, that'll be too Australian. Everyone will laugh at us. <laughs> well, that's because I was, more, I was trying to figure out. Like, obviously, the, the timeline doesn't really matter in Mad Max. It's no, because, kind of, I mean, Mad Max is 40 years old in Thunderdome. Yeah. Right? And then t- Tom Hardy, Mad Max is like 30. But uh, I kinda, you can always look at it as, uh, like, Conan, not the, the late night talk show host, but The Barbarian, uh, and actually, not the movies, but the short stories from Robert Howard, uh, uh-huh. where he's, like, just telling stories from Conan's past, and, like, you don't ever really know what the actual timeline is, it's just kind of Conan, like, oh, yeah, I did this thing kind of mm-hmm. one time, it was real fucking crazy. Or, like, Beowulf? Yeah, like, the same idea. This guy did this, and this happened, and, or I guess any old... Folk- like, yeah, old, yeah, yeah, it really goes back to the most of Mad Max being a folk hero, but I kind of yeah. like the idea that it's the, uh, the wild man growing up, the wild kid growing up. I mean, why not? Like, there's nothing for or against it. I just, I do like the more vague sort of like, yeah, it's a fuck hero. Like, because the entire the stories people tell sort of thing. Like I said, it doesn't matter where it takes place. But I, uh, when I was watching, I'm like, where does this take place in the Road Warrior Beyond Thunderdome era? Because clearly, it's it's after the first Mad Max. They wanted, uh, excuse me, they were planning on having Mad Max die at the end of Thunderdome. And, um, maybe he did. He does just kind of get left out in the desert. 
Mm. And I think we know that Mad Max Raggedy Man is capable. Yeah, Raggedy Man. Raggedy Man. That Raggedy Man is capable of surviving in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we forgot. Mad Max is so good at doing violence that they're like, hey, you know what? We do have a deal. We can make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they bring him aside. Uh, he's trying to get his cow back. His camel's back. And his um, stuff. He wants stuff. Yeah, trying to get his shit, which is. That's always the start of every Mad Max Trying to protect the shit. Uh, and the, uh, the, the town crier, the... I like when he's giving the camel stats. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. I love that, dude. He's one of the best characters. What is it, like, independent steering, <laughs> full suspension. <laughs> so, yeah, because it's an animal. That shit's At least 10 horsepower. <laughs> Way better than horses. These fucking camels, man. This is a desert. Uh, 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 Australia doesn't have camels naturally, so obviously he's stolen from some farm somewhere. No, they don't have them actually, but they do have a lot of invasive camels right now. Really? Um, we have camels here in Arizona. Well, there's a rumor we have camels here in Arizona, but I don't think it's actually been... Oh, really? Yeah, like... I thought it was, like, for sure we had them. No, there's, like, a, I want to say the 70s or 60s or maybe even before that. Mm-hmm. People, uh, someone bought, like, a camel ranch because they thought it'd be... Like, it's the desert! Yeah, you know, everyone loves camels. Fuck horses! Um, and then the camel ranch kind of went under and they just released the camels into the wild. And uh, supposedly since then, there's been camel sightings in the Arizona deserts. Oh. Damn. But I don't think it's been confirmed. Damn. Oh, there's also that monkey village that uh, was abandoned out in Arizona, and there's apparently wild monkeys. Oh, what? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's fucking nuts out here. The fucking monkey village? You mean like at the zoo? Yeah, that's a, what the dollop should do next. <laughs> <laughs> monkey village at the zoo? Uh, this set for Bartown is really cool. I like it. Yeah. I was like, this is nice. Especially when they do the wide shot and you see them going up in like the, the tower. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's actually part of the set. Obviously, when they go inside of it, it's a different set. But it's cool that it's the outdoor camera? set was that elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, you notice that everything is in camera in this movie? Like all the action and everything? And there's not just all these fast, like crazy jump cuts and there's not cartoon characters punching each other everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. You know, just like Mad Max Fury, the best action movie ever made. It'll never be soft, because there's not going to be a movie made like that ever again. <laughs> uh, sexy Sax Man's here. He's a uh, Tom Tom Tattoo Man, is what it says in credits. Sexy Santa Man Sanchez? Sexy Sex Man. Well, whose name would be Sanchez? It would be like Yokohama. <laughs> Miyazaki. They had, uh, that weird Miyazaki dude with like, the, the doll head on his back. I feel like that doll head is specifically there to make him look taller. Little fella? Yeah. A little guy? A little guy that can't die? Let's see, he can't die. Uh, Teen Turner's here and she's like, what's up? Raggedy Man. Raggedy Man. Teen Turner's one of the best parts of the movie. Teen Turner's great. She's just like... Whatever, I'm here, I'm jumping around, I'm yelling. I'm in charge of fucking bar in town. <laughs> they do an audition, uh, all the action's in camera, there's not any crazy cuts. Cool. He just basically beats everyone up. He throws a little guy fucking off the whole apparatus, but he hangs on, and this is the first time I'm like, oh, a little fellow can't die, huh? And then we get to take a look at the underworld, where, look at all those piggies. There's shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. It seems like a terrible way to live, those pigs. <laughs> um, this is how much I, I remember this movie. Before the line comes up in my notes, I wrote down, Methane cometh from pig shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not shit. Energy. <laughs> Apparently they had to use so many pigs in this film that they couldn't buy them because it would have like, ruined the pork market. Uh-huh. So they just had to rent them. Uh, yeah, so they're cooking up methane down there to power the city. It's the whole thing, that's what's going on down there. 
And uh, basically what they need Mad Max for is he needs to kill Blaster, who is the body of Master Blaster, which is a real smart midget guy who rides around on a big strong... Midget, I believe you mean little person? Oh, yes, sorry, little person. Um, he doesn't... He speaks as if he's not intelligent, but he's got a quite a... Quite a lot of ideas in that brain of his. And then, yeah, he runs around the He's got time for grammar, but he has time for methane. Why well, say many words when few words do a trick? I feel like sometimes he's saying more words than he needs to just to have that, yeah. that tone. It's fun, though. Like, I'm on to you, Yoda. Uh, Master Blaster's down here running the underworld, cooking up the methane, and he there's a power struggle between him and Tina Turner, and Tina Turner needs an assassination. Uh, there's also bad 80s music down in the underworld. Yeah, my, really getting my notes here, like, it's fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so they this scoped him out. This is the most uh, political of any Mad Max movie. Well, Bartown is supposed to be like the George Miller's vision of abstraction of what modern society was at the time, where there's all these slaves down here cooking up shit to provide for the upper world where everyone's a piece of shit anyways, and all they care about is... Murder, death, and the same. You know, fucking Australia. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just I don't television know. in the eighties. You know, just the same shit everyone's worried about in the eighties. And today, in the nineties. Yeah. Well, I mean, we let it get out of control in the eighties and never really reeled it back in. So here we are. Uh, but so he's got a, Mad Max is like, all right, I need to take a closer look at this big fella. And so he goes down in the other world. He meets the pig killer. It's a pretty cool tattoo, or Brandy's got it. It's a big killer. <laughs> and, like, and he kills cops. He's like, oh man, I got five kids to feed. <laughs> if I, like, ran with some dude across his chest and said pig killer, I'd be like, hell yeah, man. You out there killing those cops? <laughs> that's would be my assumption. Yeah, time. I mean, you know, actually a pig killer. But no, like, nah, I had my head to feed my kids. Like, oh, okay. Um, obviously, this is a reference to the uh, colonial past of Australia. Pig killer represents a starving Irishman who had to steal the landowner's corn to feed his children and his prison ship lies waiting in the bay and sent him to <laughs> sail them off to Australia and he became one of the founders of Australia. The story of Ned Kelly. <laughs> yes. He talks, Mars. <laughs> he's he no box down. Uh, he sees that Blaster's got his monkey and he, Mad Max is like, this is too much for me, I have to act now. He's got my monkey. Uh, but they're also trying to disarm the bomb on Mad Max's truck. You, you smart, you fix it. Disarm, <laughs> disarm. Yeah, there's a guy that's his job to like yeah. disarm shit. He's like, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> he's quite a good job. He's dressed like a super tough, like um, sex domination man. There's a lot of that, Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, but I just figured like the mechanic guy would like. You know, want to protect his body from burns and all sorts of shit. He's like, nah, I'll just get my dick out, basically. <laughs> oh, you know what's cool in um, Fury Road, though? Hmm. They have that one dude that works for Morton Joe that, like, delivers his kids and, you know, does, like, medical stuff. They call him the Organic Mechanic. I think that's a clever, funny name. <laughs> it's a very good, like, funny Mad Max name. He's like, nah, I'm not going to disarm it. you just out here cooking up shit. You suck. Tina Turner's the best. And he's, uh, Master's like, no! Shut down the government! <laughs> it's such a weird flex on Max, who clearly doesn't give two shits. Well, yeah, he's... Uh, well, um, the thing is, he's... So he's got a really small ego, e or yeah, a really fragile like, ego. Oh, got, Joe, you don't say it. He's got small hands and small body, and he rides around on a bigger, more powerful man. And uh, any challenge to his authority, his ego, just sets him off. And you know what he decides to do? He says... 
embargo on, but what it really means is I'm shutting down the government until you build my wall. <laughs> I get the reference. I'm just saying that, like, he's like, <laughs> I think you, he's arguing with someone that is not Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. No, he's, he's like arguing with <laughs> some dude, some crazy person on the street. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> fuck you, kid. Not only that, it's like he's arguing with like not even just a crazy American person on the street, like a Canadian Canadian person on the street. He has like no dog in this fight at all. He's like, I'm just here because I want my shit. I don't give a fuck about Bartertown. Town. And like, like, I'll show you. I'll earn you energy. <laughs> Government shutdown. Embargo on. But he does coerce Tina Turner into admitting that uh, he runs Bartertown. Master Blaster runs But Bartertown. not really. He's just... Again, it's like... I mean, yeah, they could send someone down there to just kill him and turn it back on, you know? Yeah. Like, what's he really doing down there? I think he's the one that's, like, in charge of, like, the apparatus. And well, yeah, I think he, he like, it. designed it, fixed it, knows how to maintain it, blah, blah. but there's got to be other people who have parts of it figured out. Yeah, that's really know? what it is. The teenager's is like, I'm sick of this guy's shit. We're just going to fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to really be well, a they, they want to kill Blaster so that... They can, yeah. But so they can just use Master's ideas, and he doesn't really have any physical power, and is therefore incapable of doing anything in this Mad Max world. And also, George Miller just loves little people. <laughs> yeah, so... We also learned that uh, Blaster has the same weakness as uh, the symbiote from Spider-Man. Yeah, he just uses, like, sonic waves. Sound and fire. I assume he's weak to fire, most humans are. Yeah, there's not really any... Um, I would say it's a weakness, a <laughs> unique weakness. Everyone's kind of, like, allergic to fire. Max does disarm the car at the time it sets off the alarm. Blaster freaks out. He's like, oh, my ears. Uh, and then he tries his little dog whistle, too, to make sure, like, that'll bother him, and he's like, I know how to kill this man now. I'm out! I actually like that. There's a real simple way to explain, like, alright, this is how he's gonna overcome this obstacle. Mad Max fights with his brain. Um, That's also, like, a real traditional, uh, like, folk hero kind of thing. Like, they don't always... Yeah, they're always not smart. They're always smart. I'll smart somebody. Just being clever. Especially, like, um... Folk heroes of like the well, I guess just like any folk hero in general. I was yeah. gonna say like the American West or yeah, I mean it's just, just like a, the, the most the famous Japanese swordsman of all time has a bunch of like things about how he would trick his opponents. Like, oh, I'll show up late, and the sun will be in his eyes when we fight. Nice. That's how you do it, boys and girls. So yeah, he goes back to Tina Turner. He dips out where everyone's distracted, and yeah. he's like, all right, well, I know how to kill him now. She's like, well, shit, man. She's like, what do you want? He's like, like camels. And she's like, I'll give you like shit. You get gas and stuff. And he's like, well, how do I uh, how do I get this fight going? And she's like, we got a Thunderdome out there, babe. You just pick a fight, we get you in that Thunderdome. Uh-huh. Everyone's fucking partying. I mean, it's, it was legit the California Love music video. Yeah, well, I mean, I think California Love is Thunderdome. Well, California Love, yeah, is inspired by Max, but Mad Max on Thunderdome. But this part right here, I was like, damn, where's Pop? <laughs> Where's Dre? In fact, that's, that's my note right there. It says, where's Pop? Where's Pop? Uh-huh. Yeah, everyone's out there drinking, having a good time. It's like... That, and, uh, in government class, senior in high school, there was me and, like, I think there was two other people, but the third person was a non-factor in it. But, uh, uh, you know, what, how would you form your own government? And we basically just copied Bardo Town. Like, you had to go to Thunderdome if there's a dispute, and if you broke a deal, there was a wheel. Break the deal, face the or Yeah, break a deal, face the wheel. That's all there is to it. Simple as that. I like that the crowd is, like... The society of our town so easy to sway. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's representative of a real society. Because <laughs> they're like, two men enter, one man leave. Those are the rules. This is how it has to happen. Tina Turner jumps in. 
break a deal, face the wheel. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Break a deal, face the wheel. That shit rhymes. Right. We're familiar with it. Well, I mean, to be fair, he, he still left Thunderdome, right? He still left. Yeah, he got, so he got he gulagged. Just, but, but he got, he had a, he, had, he broke a deal, so he had to have he he had a punishment face, for that. He had to face the wheel. Because he just runs up to Master Blaster on their, like, fucking um, power wheels. Well, it's his car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Carson. Why does it look so whack? It's not the Interceptor, which is... Well, the Interceptor gets destroyed in Road Warrior. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's like, it's my fucking car. We're gonna fight. Yeah. I, I'm the fucking... You could just kill fucking Blaster out in the streets. Like, who's gonna do anything? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, too, um... Like, Auntie's men jump in. He's like, hey, Blast, because Master Blaster just crushed his fucking ass. Mm, like, they, you know the rules. Yeah. So, I mean, again, they kind of, Tina Turner kind of, like, convinces Master himself to ask for Thunderdome. Yeah, I mean, again, she's like, we demand Thunderdome! He's like, like, he's gonna kill, Blaster's gonna kill him anyway. Right, I mean, Master Blast, uh, Master is just, he's a really smart scientifically, but he doesn't have a lot of common sense is what it seems like. He's he's just drunk on power. Yeah, and then Tina Turner's pushing him around politically. She's way smarter than him. Really, this is the Nancy Pelosi-Trump dynamic. She's Nancy Pelosi, uh, Master is Trump, except he's not... There's no redeeming qualities. Completely quality. ineffectual. Yeah, and there's no redeeming qualities to, to to Trump. Yeah, and Master doesn't actually seem that bad. Yeah. He seems well, kind of misguided. But everyone seems shitty in the wasteland. Even Max? No, Max. Uh, well, I guess not everyone. Because um, even like uh, um, Jedediah is like, yeah, okay. Sort of. Yeah. Pig Killer is the real hero in this story. Pig Killer, he's, he's a little bit crazy, but I guess he would be... He's been learning pig shit for the last yeah, six years. Yeah, he's been smoking all that methane. Oh, uh, yes, Thunderdome time introduced uh, Blaster to call him the ball cracker. <laughs> he's cracking balls. The man with no name. It's not Clint Eastwood. Thunderdome scene is great. It's all in camera. There's not any crazy cuts. It's just really good, like... 80s-style choreography. Uh, dangerous as fuck for spectators, yeah. apparently. <laughs> At least I, was to, when, I was trying to think of like where you could be in on the dome watching that would be the safest. And I guess, like... The very tippy-top. The very top, yeah, because it seems like it's hard for them to get up. Um, I will also, say that, um, Burning Man has Thunderdome. If you go to Burning Man, you can participate in Thunderdome. Do you have, do have those straps? In yeah, the you're on bungee cords. And you have, like, American Gladiator, Fighting Six. So it's not, I mean, you don't actually get to fight to the death. The, the bungee cord part seems like a little, like, eh. Like, it's not It's not a great... Oh, you mean in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. It looks cool at the beginning when they launch each other, but then... After, after that, it's like, like, as soon as the fight doesn't really get going until... Uh, on the ground? Yeah, Max cuts out. Well, if you think about it, you can't, you lose a lot of momentum not really being able to plant your feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, you lost uh, a lot of power. Yeah. Which is uh, great. Where are you going to get all that leverage at? And the trick is... You just bounce up to the roof and hang on there, and Blaster can't get you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just like any folk hero fight story, David vs. Glad sort of thing, he's got a secret plan. He's going to do the whistle. So uh, i got to talk about the, the crier guy real quick, because I just love his speech. <laughs> he's he's everywhere for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just such a great little and he's a great little speech. He's got these like weird... Shoulder pads on. He looks like a uh, like a vulture. Yeah, he, he's like I don't know. He's like a, how I imagine a necromancer. <laughs> so another great thing about Mad Max films, they're really good at just having really interesting dynamic background characters, and they don't like feel the need to explain every bullshit detail about them. that character. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about Fury Road. My girl that I was dating at the time, my girlfriend, 
Um, like, it's like, man, I wish they would explain things more. It's like, shut up. Nah, they didn't need to, you stupid. <laughs> stupid. No, because I do enjoy that. They just, like, fucking, it's just, you get you get what you need out of every character. You know what they're about. You can see it. Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, he loses his whistle. So he's, you know, like, fucking, I don't know, I'll just I'll climb up here. I'll do this. Good for fear. Dying times here. <laughs> Dying times here. Um, yeah, it's a good fight scene. I don't really can't break it down too much. It's it's because it's a fight scene. But he eventually gets the whistle, beats the shit out of his his helmet with a giant hammer, and it turns out he's got mentally deficient mind. So uh, this leads back into how it might apply to Mad Max One. Is some people theorize that. Uh, maybe not specifically that this, that blaster is Benno from the first one, like the f- uh, autistic farmhands. Yeah. But uh, maybe him seeing blaster reminds him of Benno, and he's like, oh, I can't kill this kid. And you know, Or also, Mad Max just still has his humanity, you know? I mean, I think it's the whole thing with the Mad Max movies. Like, this is the one man that still well, the thing, has a moral compass. And, yeah, and he's Mad Max, and everyone thinks he's a savage, and he even kind of, like, thinks he's lost his humanity to a certain extent. But really, he's still just kind of like, ah, I'm an okay guy. <laughs> yeah, so he refuses to do it, and Tina Turner's like, bro, we had a deal. Well, <laughs> Mad Max actually gives up the game and says, this wasn't part, part of the deal. deal. No, say it right. This wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I like to say everything as no one gets in front of a great part. Yes, what a part of the deal. That's my British accent. Are you looking at sugar tits? This is a part of the deal. He doesn't have a regular Scottish accent either. Yeah, I know, that's right. To be fair. Um, yeah, Team Turner's like, quiet, quiet, And then Blaster's like, Deal? deal? What deal? Thunk thunk. <laughs> yeah, let me just shoot Blaster. Um, uh, he, he, he yeah, that's like a little guy. Time for plan B. <laughs> little guy has Wes's crossbow. Um, little guy pissed me off nonstop in this movie. Yeah, I don't like looking at this guy. But uh, after he shoots him with the crossbow, he does that thing where he like blows smoke off the barrel. But it's the crossbow, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he can't die, so that's interesting. <laughs> That's where here's where we learn if you bust a deal, you gotta face that wheel. Yeah, so uh, Tina Turner is like, fucking, they're chanting my own laws back at me. I know what to do. <laughs> I'll chant my laws back on them. Yeah, I'm gonna give them the, the better slogan: break a deal, face the wheel. Also, there's a lot of like pomp and circumstance in uh, in Barter Town. Yeah, have you ever really read um, uh, Humans? It's like an anthropological. It's kind of an academic book, but it is written in like a yeah, access yeah, right. way. Uh, he makes an argument that human society is basically built on myths and ritual. Well, that's true. Like, we all just sort of tacitly agree to certain things based on, like, even the Constitution. It, oh, yeah. That's mythology. I, saw, I mean, I, to, I said this when, uh, when Trump got elected president. Like, a lot of what we consider, you know, the law are really just norms yeah. and, and uh, traditions that people agreed to. Like, I mean... Everybody agreed that the president should only serve two terms until Franklin Roosevelt tried to run for a third one. And then yeah. after he died, they're like, all right, well, we're going to make this a fucking rule now. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of, a lot of that, a lot of society is built on that idea. All of society, I think, I think the reason why we were able to build larger societies and tribes is because of shared mythology. And I don't mean like, yeah, man, fucking dragons and shit, but like, I mean, religion is a commanding force early on in uh, human 
uh, expansion and things like that. You know, all sorts of different stuff. But it's all it's all myths. It's all made of bullshit. Where all that really matters is who can beat who in Thunderdome. <laughs> when you think about it, that's the thing. In this society where there's less myths or less laws, however you want to look at it, as soon as Master Blaster doesn't have any physical power, he's basically powerless. So, if you extrapolate that to our modern society, put me in the ring of Donald Trump, I'm about to be president. <laughs> <laughs> How many rounds do you think he go? We'd have to only be Oh, like, it's one round, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, say I don't, like, knock him out the first round. Like, we'd have to only be, like... Three. Are you not pun- Are you not throwing a punch at him? He is... <laughs> <laughs> He's 70 years old. He's 70 years old. He's at least 60 pounds overweight. Yeah. He eats like shit. Like, I don't think he's exercised a, re- a day in his fucking life, man. I, I'm... What? Well, he used to play like tennis or some shit, right? That's not exercise. Uh, fucking tennis is hard. Not the way he plays it. Oh, word. I'm not trying to talk down tennis. That shit's in tennis. Like, I'm, you know, that shit's in tennis. Professional tennis players, yeah. But you like you're talking about like the rich upper white class. Like, oh, um, play tennis with uh, with Bunny this weekend. Um, me and, they me and like, Bunny would be playing tennis against the Watsons this week. I don't, I don't know if it's physically possible to really play, like, casual tennis, because you have to hit it hard enough to get it over to their side. I don't know. I've never seen some old people play tennis not very well. Oh. Man, that's fucking boring. In fact, uh, well, you know, I used to work in East Oregon, Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. There was a park right across the street from work, so I'd sometimes I'd walk out there and it was nice to go eat. And there was a tennis court there, and since it's Scottsdale and there's old, white, retired people there, I would see people who play tennis very often, and not that. They don't, they're not moving around that much. Damn, that's wild. I like can't even wrap my head around how you can play tennis like at a slow pace. Cause what you fucking you just never you're just not paying playing at a very high level. Yeah, you just, you're not. There's never any volleys. You're just constantly like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of little. Now uh, that ball's gone. I'll just get another one. <laughs> not, That's true. A lot of them will come out there and there'll be like 15 balls on the court. So they're just like not moving their feet or anything. Yeah, they're standing still, chipping balls at each other. <laughs> Man, what old people are weird. Yeah, but to go back to your original point, I think it lasts. As long as it takes you to throw a punch at him. Yeah, I think I could knock him out pretty quick. I mean, I don't even know that you knock him out. I just think that he's only going to really take one good punch before he's down. Like, most people can't take I don't know. Didn't he, uh, he survived the Stone Cold Stunner? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, like, 20 years ago, though. He was a young man, then. He was only 50. Uh, yeah, so he gets gulag though. Um, just like Donald Trump. That's a weird form of gulag that they do. Yeah, because Gulag is a prison, but they just exile him. So, not too many educated people seem to survive whatever Holocaust <laughs> causes Mad Max world, whatever apocalypse. Whatever nuclear Holocaust causes it? They don't ever say that for sure, but yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't say it for sure, but everything's irradiated and Sydney's mm. destroyed, so. Well, it's uh, seemingly economic collapse, worldwide strife, hunger, well, that sort of thing leads to war and then nuclear war. And... Killing! Leads to die. And Australia survived because no one hit him with a nuke, presumably. I think Australia. Well, some of them got hit with nuke because everything's irradiated. I think Sydney definitely got hit with a nuke. Uh, well, Australia is really big and not super populated, so yeah. I guess the idea is that there would be pockets of survivors. That's my theory, anyways. It's never been completely like explained by anyone involved with the creation of Mad Max, and by that I mean George Miller or his wife. Yeah, so he's riding a horse. The horse has like a little chalice of water in front of it, you know, like a kind oh, of snake. Like, there's a part where like Pig Killer and uh, Jedediah, Gyrocopter 2.0, are hanging out on Thunderdome. Oh yeah, they're the ones that start the two man. Yeah, yeah. I think this time. is a, a to try to give you an idea that like Pig Killer and Jedediah are like talking to each other about Max. 
Oh, maybe. Because otherwise it doesn't well, make sense. Like, Pig Killer is definitely like, uh, he's pro-Max. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think what, uh, it's trying to give you an idea that there's some connection between Jedi and Pig Killer. Otherwise, some of the other stuff that goes on later on doesn't quite make sense to me. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because he, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, fucking Pig Killer sends his monkey out after him, and it's tactical monkey espionage action. Mm-hmm. It's like Solid Snake climbing through the vents <laughs> by the monkey. Uh, my favorite part of the scene is when they have the monkey walking in the sand, and the monkey's, like, wiping his face off because, like, sand fucking sucks. I just like when monkeys do things. <laughs> it's always really cute. Uh, also, they can just, like, throw away horses. Yeah, right? And it's like, here, fucking go die, horse. With this... You feel like horses would be, like, a really precious commodity. You'd think, and then also, okay, you sh- in Mad Max's case, you shake off the stupid helmet they put on you, you find a way to get out of your straps, steal the water that's leading the horse, uh, kill the horse and eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To survive. So you gave them a food source, possible way to survive, and you wasted the horse. Good job, guys. <laughs> you fucking dumb, Bart. <laughs> Yeah, because, I don't know. Yeah, like, this guy's definitely not going to come just, back for revenge. You think, wait, because later on in the show, the little guy, and he's got one of those push carts. You think you just put him on the push cart, lead him out into the middle of the desert, <laughs> drop him off, and go back. But no, they have this elaborate ritual that makes it so Mad Max can survive. And all also because his monkey can. And uh, you, that monkey's got to be thirsty as fuck, too. He walked all the way out there. Or she. You can tell it's a she, because... You can see it's a giant in some scenes. I like you trying to peep though. I wasn't too, I'm trying to. There's scenes where it's walking in the desert that are just full, like, fully behind it. <laughs> um, and then the demon comes out of the sands. And by demon, I mean a young woman. And the reason why I say she's a demon is because I'm from the internet and I'm terrified. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not like you guys. Uh, cut to another child. He's doing dinosaur practice with a little dinosaur. <laughs> right? He's so like, <laughs> and the lizard's like, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, um, Mad Max, he's met up with the garbage fail kids. <laughs> My note says he met up with Peter Pan and Lost Boys. They straight up have a Wendy and a Pan in this Oh, movie. yeah. So yours is more accurate. Like, reference, but I just... Garshfield kids is funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, but yours is better. Um, there's a flat earther kid there. And by that, I mean he uh, kind of, like, has an idea, like, how records work, but doesn't quite understand it. So he just filled in the gaps with bullshit. <laughs> just like flat earthers kind of have an idea of how science, science works, but don't understand it. Just so they fill in the gaps with bullshit. <laughs> so he's a flat earther kid. Uh, this kid loves the Misfits, Gecko. Um, he's the inspiration for the War Boys, I think. Or at least how they look. Maybe he is the one who creates the War Boys. Holy shit. Well, yeah, because he does become a tough warrior at the end. Maybe he's fucking a Morton Joe. <gasps> oh my god. A Morton Gecko. Except for uh, Morton Joe uh, was alive before the uh, apocalypse. Wow, yeah. So more... Well, this kid could have been alive before the apocalypse. I think... Well, that's the thing about this group of kids. I they don't. They, their timeline doesn't make sense. Timeline does not make sense. How could they be so detached from? Yeah, because are they survive? Are they the kids that survived the plane crash? Yeah. So this is my theory. Is yeah. So the plane crash happened. Uh, and um, there's a few adult survivors, and possibly a few little kids. And then the adult survivors left because they mentioned the co-pilot leaving. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that the they're like we'll come back for you. So maybe there's only like. 
you know, a couple real little kids that were alive at the time of that period, and then well, then where did the other kids come from? How's their language evolved so much? Yeah, how's because it's like what twenty years from? Well, Max was alive before. Yeah, the fall, um, fall, um, right? apocalypse, and he was our. That, so it's twenty years ago at the most. Yeah, I feel like twenty is the max it could be from the, the fall. Of the yeah, world. and this girl that rescued him was probably approaching twenty, right? Mm-hmm. And so. It's, so she could have been like a baby at the time, but where all these other fucking kids come from? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, I mean, it's because it doesn't. I guess you assume like the maybe the survivors hang around and just start fucking like crazy. <laughs> I guess we got nothing else to do, right? And then like, I guess we're gonna try to look for civilization, my kids. Yeah, you stay here. We'll send some people back. They didn't find Bartown. They didn't go. Oh, right I think they found Bartown. Was a problem. Oh, uh, <laughs> they didn't have anything to trade. <laughs> yeah, except for um, in the beginning when Max rolls in, he, you got anything to trade and. He's like, I, my skills, I'm like, ah, the brothel's full. <laughs> so, he's going to be like, yeah, I got something to trade. My booty. My asshole. <laughs> I'll be, I just be like, look at these guns. <sighs> now we'll we get to fight Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to cut back to Thunderdome, right? And uh, we get uh, where Guy Ritchie stole his idea for Snatch. They're trying to feed oh, Master yeah. the Pigs. I forgot about that scene. Yeah, the little guy's dropping him in. He gives him a kiss, though. Mm-hmm. He's like, see you later, Grandpa. And then, they, yeah, he's dropping the pigs. The pigs don't care, though, because they're fed. Like, they're not going to just eat someone. <laughs> well, I think they, they would starve him if he is. They just, they're threatening him with pig feeding. Well, I mean, also, um, I don't want to be all down there in the pig dookie. So it was torture enough, <laughs> especially when you're like that small and you're just you're really in the pig dookie, yeah. and you're like face to face with the source of the pig dookie, talking pig booty holes, <laughs> like eye level, nothing but trouble there. So yeah, I get it. That's very it was effective torture. Tina Turner's like pull the man up. He did, let him have some dignity. That yeah, right? What's up, you little raggy man? <laughs> That's the only insult I know. I'm Tina Turner. Uh, but yeah, uh, they just wanted to fix some shit, right? Yeah, I just want to basically, you know, make sure the power keeps flowing. Yeah, and then cut away back to the kids. We're not going to see Bartown for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, some Bartown's in our rearview mirror. It's all about these kids now. Whee! That's when this is the movie really starts picking uh-huh, up. Uh-huh, hell yeah. Uh, they... You can tell because my notes for this part of the movie are half as much as the rest of the movie. Yep, my notes are about to be over. Um, yeah, so there's a kid, some of these kids have ridiculous hair. Like, fucking... Goku spikes and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they think he's Captain Walker. They do they? Captain Walker. Captain Walker. <laughs> Mi- Mrs. Walker. <laughs> it was always one of my favorite parts. Of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my notes here. Yeah. Mrs. Walker. Yeah, they go with the story. Walker. Walker. Uh, they started with the Viggy Bang, the apocalypse. <laughs> and then uh, they flew in the plane. They got attacked by a gang called oh, Turbulence. Turbulence. You gotta do the telling. Tomorrow, tomorrow land. Said bye bye to the the high scrapers. <laughs> it's so cute, but and the clever, but it's like it's so out of place with Mad Max. It's a different ass movie. Yeah. Yeah, but then they. It's like they it. like really try to make it a Mad Max kind of. It like fits. It like you, I could see it taking place happening in the Mad Max world, but it's just like a little bit too like saccharine. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, Little Lamplight and Fallout, especially because you couldn't kill the kids, unless you download the mod, which I always did, because <laughs> they make the kids, like, like, I think they made them specifically petulant, knowing you wouldn't be able to kill them, so you'd want to kill them, so I, like, I gotta get a mod so I can kill these kids. 
Yeah, I don't know. All right, James, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like really do anything in quests in Lamp, Little Lamplight. I just it's time for revenge. Stop stalking smack. Yeah, uh, Gecko. Have you noticed Gecko, uh, the war boy? He's got. Uh, he's got a bone collection because he's in the Misfits and goth shit. I get it, but um, also he's got like a self portrait. I don't know. I never understood that. Uh, I don't know. I'm into it though. I feel like... Lots of little character elements they do. Yeah, I think I want to do like uh, my own version of like a just like a real simple self portrait. Self portrait. Like coal and dirt. <laughs> yeah, and just like put it in my room. Like yeah, that's me. That's me right there. You see it. Uh, yeah, but these kids are fucking dumb. Max tells them. He's like, no. It's all gone. Stay here, dummies. You know, the apocalypse. The apocalypse destroyed everything. See, I'm not a Captain Walker. They cut his hair, too. Yeah, he looks like Mel Gibson again. Also, they put him in the attire from Road War. Well, I think he was already wearing some of that shit. He just had, like, other stuff over it. And I think that painting they show of him, I think that's a recent addition. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had his roadwear shit under just like his yeah, like, yeah, cloaky stuff. I mean, you're not gonna throw that jacket away. <laughs> no, it's a bomb ass no. Um, they uh, you know how like he's always got a leg brace since Mad Max one because he hurt his leg, mm-hmm. and, and I noticed in this one they like cinched up his leg uniform, so that was nice. But they they never showed his leg brace before. I don't know. <laughs> I do like he's like he's like they're all standing on the, the airplane. He's like we're gonna go. And he's like no. Nah. Wind up our ass. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm here to crush your dreams. He's just like I like how the music's triumphant at that point. Yeah. Too, and then he just turns around and walks away. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that one girl's like, fuck it. If he walks out here, we can do it too. But if he didn't, you stupid. Yeah. You found him with a horse, didn't you? Remember he was like dead. <laughs> He's like, ah, whatever, we'll just bring more water. And then they proceed to just, like, use all their spears on him. And now they don't have any spears and they're going to go into the desert? <laughs> Foolish. But <laughs> Mad Max turns into every colonist you've ever heard about. <laughs> and he basically just takes over this little indigenous village, locks up uh, these people that are <laughs> disobeying his orders. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, we'll handle this. And he... Got them turning against each other. He's really <laughs> as, as one does if you um, want to take over. Yeah, he's just doing some real European colonial type shit. We get it. Uh, Gecko lets him out though, because he's like, I'm sneaky. So he gets woken up, and they're like, Ah, my skeleton, we gotta go, we gotta get him, we gotta, we'll just fuck him, let's get him. Like, oh, he needs a hunter. And then everyone turns like that one kid, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> he still goes though. And then a uh, little monster kid's chasing after him. <laughs> and uh, Mad also Max. Also, another goes, recycle idea for Road Warrior. Yeah, he's a wild kid again. And Mad Max goes, uh, he holds his own, okay. And the next scene, he's riding on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max is really just a nice Fucking guy. Soft, really just a nice guy. Uh, they uh, see the kite, which I, I guess is like an emergency signal. I thought that was a nice little touch. And um, they're trying really hard to avoid having one of them get swallowed in that. Like sand and sinkhole, and uh, they're going in. The only one can say him is Mad Max because he's not an idiot. <laughs> and I guess he's got more upper body strength than the rest of them. <laughs> presumably, <laughs> probably, presumably he would, except for the Peter Pan guy, he looked pretty good. <laughs> uh, he helps pull him out. They did lose one kid because I mean, he was under there for a while, so he's not coming back. Because <laughs> well, he was the one holding on to the blanket, and then the girl had it, and then she got pulled in. Mad Max comes, pulls her out. 
And then uh, it's there's, there's no one at the other end, which like, yeah, I fucking got crushed by the sand, sorry. <laughs> I, honestly, more kids should have died in this movie. <laughs> Not because I want to see kids die, but right, this is a Mad Max movie, and they're doing crazy shit. But, uh, so, um, they all decide to take some Molly and fall asleep in a cuddle pole. <laughs> Like, I guess, like, that if you're out in the desert, though, and it's cold as fuck at night. What are you going to do, yeah, man? That's, that's a survival. And you're just wearing, like, furs and, like, um, thongs and stuff. <laughs> you just, yeah, you probably just cuddle together. Yeah. Just cuddle up. Yeah, but it's just, like... Just, I like, mean, basically what happens, they, they fuck up, and like, I guess we're going to have to go to Barb Town. Yeah, like, well, they just happen to kind of see it in the distance. Like, oh, I guess that's our only hope. Yay! Yay, Barb Town! <laughs> What's Pink Killer up to? Um, he's just doing. Oh, actually, we find out real quick. He's tenderizing his next meal because <laughs> he's petting the shit out of that baby pig. He's like, "Yeah, I want some nice young pork." Sucking you know, veal pig. is uh, you know, baby cows. Mm-hmm. What's the baby pork? Suckling pig. I don't oh, really? Yeah. I don't really like eating pork because I like pigs a lot. <laughs> Try not to eat it. Um, yeah, but Mad Max, uh, is like, we gotta find this little guy, he's like, fucking, he's got, he's, he's, he's got, he's knowing a lot, and then, <laughs> the, there he is, and that one girl's like, fuck, he's the smallest, <laughs> he's not little, he's the smallest, I think that line's funny, it's funny. Uh, then that's when he's tenderizing his next meal, and the, the monster kid's there, like, hey, and he's like, I'm crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're both crazy. Let's be friends. You can see it. Like they have me connection. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're crazy. I see it in the eyes. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. And so like they're doing spy stuff. Like Max and um the main girl is. I wish I wrote her name down. I don't so the main girl, but I don't remember Gecko. S. I don't know. But uh, the other kids have like wandered off because they're stupid kids. You know. Yeah. They're just having fun. They don't understand the gravity situation. Mm-hmm. They've never been in an electric death scenario, really. Yeah, uh, fucking little guy and the uh, buffest dude of Bartertown. What the fuck are they doing? They're doing some, like, test of strength. <laughs> like, they're, like, arm wrestling with a rope and pulley system. I could not figure out what the fuck they're supposed to be doing. I don't know what it was, but it was pretty erotic. <laughs> that one dude he's arm wrestling with is the guy that um, runs the chain. Because uh-huh. he's the buffest guy in Bartertown, and he's got the buffest woman in Bartertown with him because she also helps do the. I like that. I think that's a good touch, good world building. That, like, yeah, it's these people, you do the chain lift all day, every day. Look how buff they are. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, little guy wouldn't be able to hold his own against that guy. Yeah, <laughs> all the deal with that is, yeah, they know it's Gecko, little guy and weirdo. And it's like, alright, fucking shit's popping off. Pew, pew. Um, there's. <laughs> Lots of uh, really shitty, like, wacky kid adventure music. Yeah. Uh, Again, kids running around. Uh, this is where I was like, oh, I fucking don't like Mad Max Beyond Thunder. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's PG-13. None of these kids are going to get killed, really. Yeah. Um, none even, like, the villains are going to have, like, visceral deaths of any kind. The soundtrack's, like, wacky kid music. It's Mad Max, like... Doing like fucking daddy daycare shit. <laughs> it just turns into a goofy like little kid movie, and I'm guessing that's because they wanted it to be PG-13 and get more asses in the seat, make more money. So thanks the American film industry. You ruined Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, but luckily Fury Road eventually came out. Whew, Twenty years later. Damn. Uh, they do the Han Solo gag where he chases after the mechanic. There's an Indiana Jones gag too at the very beginning. Yeah. With the shotgun. Right. 
Yeah, the other guy that directed this movie, other than George Miller, I'd safe to say he's a hack. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tina Turner is looking through her little telescope, though, and she's like, I'm shook. <laughs> I'm heated. That little guy can't, guy can't die. He just keeps getting, like, shit dropped <laughs> on him, yeah. hit in the face. Can't die. Um, I know here says, oh, finally car shit, Jesus. Yeah, right. it's been, we're in the last 20 minutes of the movie, and it's just now going to be, like, regular Mad Max shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, after he leaves Bartertown and finds the kid, uh, cut about 20 minutes of that, and just turn it straight into a car chase. Yeah. I don't need, they don't need to cut any time from the movie. It actually has a really good pace for as long as it is. Uh, I disagree. I think they can cut but the last try of shit. I think they need to replace it with... More Mad Max shit. Okay. I guess we're on the same page. Yeah, it just needs to be more car shit. Um, even this car shit is, like, way cheesier. Yeah, it's not It's not Road Warrior good. It's not Mad Max good. The stunts, are, the stunts are still good. The chase is still all right. But it's, like, they're in, like, a train truck. And the kids are listening to records and learning French. And looks like a choo-choo train. I'm okay with the know. train chase. I think you can do something interesting with that, with the train and cars chasing it, but I, I mean, they clearly didn't in this. Yeah. Uh, Master's there. They got him. He's got a little suit on now. Yeah. This is his train, um, right? That's oh, yeah, yeah. Suspect. That's I why guess. there's, like, French records and yeah. shit, because he's all cultured. Mm-hmm. Me, cultured! <laughs> I know Rimbo! Shout out to Rimbo. Uh, Tina Turner's just yelling a bunch, which is good. She's like, ah! I'd be too, I'd be angry. I'd be like, fucking this PG-13 bullshit. Sure, I'm anti. I'm killing this these kids. Uh, little guy can't die, because, yeah, he's just fucking... <laughs> we get it. So he shows up, he's hanging on the... the train. And he's jumping from car to car, jumps onto the train, hanging on the train. Train gets sawed off. He's on the front of the train after Poor his boy. car gets run over. He falls off a bridge. He shows up again. He eats an airplane. <laughs> oh, it's fucking... I think this guy's just like a stunt guy that um, George Miller liked because you can tell he's actually doing the stunts. Yeah. And like doesn't really have lines, so it's like yeah, I just keep using them. And like, he has cool stunts and stuff, but he just fucking keeps showing up. And they they kind of re- like let you in on the joke for sure. Like, yeah, was, yeah. I mean, I feel like you kind of on the joke in the very beginning when yeah. he's throwing off the tower. He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he can't die. Uh, yeah, so there's, um, the weakest, probably, car chase scene in the entire Mad Max series. Oh, by far. Uh, then we see the, uh, Jedediah's son, uh, is on, like, a mound in front of the train track, because he's gonna do a train robbery. <laughs> and then he sees... Oh, no shit! <laughs> Wake up, Dad! <laughs> this, this scene, actually, is really funny. He's like... Ah, we're dead meat. We're dead meat. And he just starts running. <laughs> and he goes in his little trunk and he's like, seek entrance. He's down there. He's like, Dad, we're dead meat. We're dead meat, Dad. We're all dead meat. And I like that they sped up his running a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like the Ewoks yeah. in uh, the fucking Ewok movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that shit's funny. And then, uh, yeah, they're going to go on a ride on Jedediah's cool plane. This is the weirdest fucking plane I've ever seen. Uh, Weird aircraft apparently survived the apocalypse. Yeah, they would in Australia. Tina and the gang's like on their tail though. They got too much weight on the plane. Uh, but uh, Max saves the day, of course. He's like, I'm gonna jump. No, he gets a little truck. He's got a truck and he's gonna crash him. So that they have enough runway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the plane takes off and it's like, wow. And then uh, 
Max is like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm all crashed up. See, the turn comes to finish the job. Hello, Raggedy Man. Hey, Raggedy Man. And then she's like, alright, cool. I guess we lose, and you lost too, so see you later, soldier. <laughs> she's like, good work, I guess. Good job. I, I, I guess yeah, I'm not respect, but I don't need to kill you now because that's not worth it. Yeah, also, you're fighting that here, anyways. Well, maybe not. Nah, he's all that shit from uh, the. From Jedediah's house. That's true, and also she he just survived being out in the desert anyway. Yeah, so she's probably like, eh, he's mad max. But yeah, she's not too upset about it because it's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Of all the uh, like uh, evil bad guys you you see in the Mad Max universe, like mm-hmm. Tina Turner is like the most reasonable one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's that, Lord Humongous? Yeah, and he's the leader in Roadwire. He's the best. You mean uh, acts of demolition yeah. thing? We go in. We kill. That's the best. Well, actually, Morton Joe is the most interesting, I think. He's just got, like, sex slaves, and he's got women constantly making breast milk for him. He's just controlling the water flow. Where did he get that crazy-ass fucking armor? He's got these <laughs> mutant kids. Yeah, Morton Joe's interesting. Oh, yeah, super happy ending, though. Um, kids find, like, a... Burnt out of Sydney. Like, Sydney. warehouse, but they're in, like, Sydney. Yeah, they're in the city. And they're light in the city, and she's telling the news story. She's old now. She's got her own kid. She's, just, I mean, she, yeah, she's old. She's got a kid. Which <laughs> That's what I was looking for. She looks the same. Her haircut's a little bit more normal, I guess. Um, yeah, and then like, yeah, well, you know, we light the city every day, so that, uh, you know, uh, can't walk or find his way home. <laughs> yeah, and then they show maps up and does it. Yeah. It's my, I don't know his name or where he came from, but he'll never die. He's going to Fury Road. Yeah, um, and then it says for Byron, which is Byron Kennedy, the guy that died. Yeah, Dude, location guy. I feel like George Miller should have made a better movie for Byron. He did. He probably should have donated Free Road or dedicated Free Road to Byron Kennedy. Yeah, that's uh, Thunderdome. My um, shit, man. It just makes me want to watch Road Warrior or Free Road instead. Yeah, I said Free Road more recently, so I, you know, Road Warrior would be what I would watch, I think. Yeah, he's Lord, he's Lord Humongous and Wes with his butt cheeks out. How <laughs> come he didn't have his butt cheeks out in Weird Science? I don't know. Hmm. Too bad. Probably because it's PG-13. Man, but that's a little too offensive. <laughs> show, he shows some a young woman's breasts, but not a man's butt. I show a lot of people's breasts in that movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird science. Um, yeah, but you know what? It's the worst Mad Max movie, but it's still better than a lot of movies in the 80s, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not the worst, worst movie we watched so far. No, that would be mm, Weird Science. Ghoulies. I think actually, like, Ghoulies one Weird Science. Really? Yeah. I think a word turns on Ghoulies. Oh, uh, shit. What should we watch next? Oh, Aliens. We're going to watch Aliens? Yeah, we're going to watch about that. Yeah, Aliens it is. Yeah. We need to, um, Fuck man, I'm screwed. to be honest, to avoid being like those other clowns we talked about in the internet, we gotta watch more like bad horror movies, but instead of, you know, classics. What, I haven't watched only classics now? There's been a lot of them slipping in. I guess. You gotta watch the bad shit. Like, Mad Max is not really considered, beyond that note, it's definitely not considered a classic. I know it made a lot of money compared to its budget, but it's not yeah. like a, like Robocop, I'm pretty sure made more money. Um, hey, you know, Neil, Neil Blomkamp is making a new Robocop movie. Oh, yeah, I heard that. After his Alien movie fell through, right? Or did he end up making that movie? No, the last thing he did was Chappie, right? Yeah, I, I, he, who cares? He's not a very good filmmaker. What? District 9 was great when it came out. Yeah, District 9, but what else has he done? Elysium. Not good. Chappie. I've seen Johnny Five, but I haven't seen Chappie. Die Antwoord's in it. Do you fucking nut wood? I've seen... 
we talked about this before. I've seen Short Circuit. Yeah. It's, uh, Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos <laughs> kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. I don't think it's as racist as uh, uh, Short Circuit, though. I mean, Short Circuit was mainly... We can watch Short Circuit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get around to it. But I mean, no. you can't, it can't be more racist than Short Circuit, because as we said before, Short Circuit literally had a white dude playing an Indian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Johnny Fife. I'm Johnny Fife. I'm Johnny Fife. Alright, All right, we're gonna yeah, watch Aliens next. This is Space Force. Um, Mesh Production. We're gonna have to change the name of the podcast because Steve Carell. Well, I'm not changing shit. I'm suing that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to sue Steve Lawsuit Carell. Lawsuit coming in. Yeah. Although, not really because it's neither our idea nor Steve Carell's. No, well, Donald Trump will have to sue both of us. What's yeah, uh, the government idea? So I don't think he can. Oh, well, MeVentureProductions.com. Um, we're Space Force. Space Force. Until someone forces us to stop being yeah. Space Force. I'm Kyle. I uh, hate everything. I'm Sean. I hate, I hate most things. Fuck yeah, Barter Town. Who run Barter Town? Uh, Tina Turner does Space now. Force runs Barter Town. Idiot. <laughs>